From the Office of Undergraduate Admissions at the George Washington University, this is GW Unfiltered, the student-led podcast where we get unfiltered about all things GW, meant to be listened to over a cup of coffee. It's likely that when you think about GW, you often picture the bustling, urban, foggy bottom campus. But did you know that there's a place with red brick buildings and rolling green hills? That's right, we're talking about the beautiful Mount Vernon campus more commonly known as The Vern. Today, your host is Hannah Sturgis, a senior from Smyrna, Delaware, studying journalism and mass communications and theater. She, along with other students, will reminisce about their first years on today's episode, Life on The Vern. Welcome to GW Unfiltered. Today, we are talking about one of my favorite topics, the GW Mount Vernon campus, not to be mistaken with George Washington's Mount Vernon in Virginia. Two different things. My name is Hannah Sturgis and I am your host today. And I am joined by none other than Maya Levine, Laura Broughton, and Diamond Rayvan. When I was living on the Vern, as we like to call it, I was living in Summers Hall. I love Summers Hall. I think it was a beautiful place. And I was in the Women's Leadership Program. Ladies, if you wanna talk about where you lived, Now's a great time. Hey, everyone. My name's Maya Levine. I'm a rising sophomore, double majoring in environmental studies and theater. And I'm from Hudson, Massachusetts. And I lived in Cole Hall my first year in the sustainability living and learning community. Hey, everyone. I'm Laurel Broughton. I'm a rising junior at GW. I lived in West Hall, Best Hall on the Mount Vernon campus my freshman year. And I'm studying criminal justice as my major in English as a minor on the pre-law track. Hi, everyone. My name is Diamond. I lived in Clark Hall, maybe not the best hall, but super underrated. And I'm from Princeton, New Jersey, and I'm studying uh, Spanish and criminal justice in the Columbian College. And I'm a rising junior. Located in the Berkeley neighborhood of Northwest DC, this traditional suburban campus is home to about 700 first year students at GW. With six residence halls, a library, two academic buildings, and a number of athletic facilities. The Verne offers a small liberal arts college feel while still maintaining access and presence in Washington, D.C. While some students choose to live on the Verne as a way to transition into city life, it is also home to many first-year living learning communities, including the University Honors Program, the Women's Leadership Program, Civic House, Politics and Values, and the Mount Vernon Campus Scholars. We'll dive deeper into those communities later on. So let's start with everyone's favorite Vern memory. It could be an event or it could just be a fun night that you had. Um, I am now a rising senior, so my time on the Vern was a little bit while ago, but I will say every time I think back to those snowy days where class was canceled, the Vern just turned into a completely different place. It was so fun. We had the entire campus to ourselves. And I, I would love to recreate that again sometime. The Vern has a lot of really cool on-campus opportunities. Like we have a low ropes course happening kind of in the back of it. There is a, a chapel that you can rent out for your student organizations. And when I was a first year, the housing, the, the resident hall association, the RHA, put together a haunted house in Hand Chapel in the middle of October that kind of like went through the woods of the low ropes course and then down into Hand Chapel. 
And it was so cool because, I mean, really the only people that were there were Vern kids. And so you like were seeing people that you knew and it was like a really intimate setting. And then they had like a bunch of food at the end of it. And I think that the Vern RHA has a tendency to like really go off, you know, like there's always programming happening on the Vern. And that's a memory that I always kind of think back to and would have loved to go to again this fall if we were on campus. Yeah, I actually, I was a uh, the president of my whole uh, freshman year in RHA and I was able to be, I was actually going to give that as my memory as well. Like I was a part of it. So I was able to like scare people as, as scary as the hand chapel can be. It was very fun, you know, just being able to like scare people. People were screaming, which is like very redeeming for me. You know, I'm, I had the capacity to scare someone, but that was my, <laughs> that was my favorite memory on the burn. It was honestly so scary. I mean, like, it was really well done. I remember walking away with my roommates and we were like, what did we just go into? <laughs> like, where are we? It was really good. Anyway, I just feel like I'm talking to a celebrity now because you were there. But <laughs> I also went to the haunted house last year and I hate scary things. So it was just for the sake of my friends being in it to scare me and they loved it. But that was not my favorite memory because I hate scary things. But what I do really remember from the Vern is the first uh, like night, actually, in the first couple weeks, we would all just pile into our community basement, obviously the last floor, and or rooms in uh, the basement level because we didn't know each other. We all want to hang out. We're in this tiny hall. Cole Hall is small compared to like West Hall. Um, but it was a great reason for us to get to know each other because like we were kind of each other's like first uh, group of friends we would ever meet. So we would be playing like board games, card games, people would pull up like really weird YouTube videos on the TV or just like make food for all of us. And it was so nice. It was so wholesome. And it was just just pure friendship at its best, I think. Um, And because of moments like those, just as a hall, just such a large group of us became so close so quickly. And they were definitely my best friends. And they still are after my first year. So just the communal moments like that are things I will always treasure. The community within the burn is really close-knit, I have to say. Being in the Women's Leadership Program and even having friends outside of the Women's Leadership Program that lived on the Vern, those girls are some, still some of my best friends. Although it, it's a small community, it becomes extremely close and you know you can rely on those people that you're living with. And that is something really special to have when you're a first-year student because you're just getting your feet wet. College is scary. We get it. Um, and I think if you're looking for that, the Mount Vernon campus might be right for you. So... How do you get from Foggy Bottom to the Vern? Excellent question, Hannah. The answer is the Vern Express, or the VEX for short. The VEX runs 24 hours a day, seven days a week from both campuses. The 2.5 mile ride between campuses is typically about 15 minutes long, depending on the traffic, of course. On weekdays, a VEX leaves each campus every five minutes during the day and every 15 minutes at night. On the weekends, they run every 15 minutes during the day and every 30 minutes at night. But don't worry, you don't have to memorize that. Instead, you can download the app GW Rider to track VEXs and see the schedules on the daily. I feel like after living there, you kind of get a good sense of time management because if you're late to class on Foggy, you can't always blame it on the VEX. You might have to blame it on yourself. So how did you survive the commute and what did you learn from having to commute as a first-year student every single day, basically. I really didn't mind the VEX. (laughs) Um, That's not necessarily a popular opinion, but 
like you said, Hannah, it definitely teaches you time management, which is important as a person, but as a first year student accommodating to a whole new place, that's invaluable. Um, I also use the VEX as a time to like kind of chill and do personal things where it was like very adult things like checking my email inbox or returning phone calls. Um, but it was just super useful because I had that like 15 minutes of extra time. It's not like I was in class, like I could use it for myself. And like if you had a friend on the VEX, you just kind of hang out like you don't have to worry about anything. It's kind of like the school bus, but, you know, cooler. So, yeah, I think that there were definitely ways to look at the VEX ride positively. And also just to say this, the VEX drivers are so nice. They really care about you and they get to know you. And that's just like a plus that you don't really expect, but like they're people and you want to get to know them and they want to get to know you. And I would see students and VEX drivers like having conversations because they knew each other. And it's just so cute. So yeah, the VEX underrated. <laughs> yeah. I think you made such a good point about like the 15 minute interval being time for like personal usage. I'm a tour guide at campus and whenever I give Vern tours and I give a lot of them, this question always comes up is about the VEX and you know what it means. And and I always say it's it's too short of a ride to do homework, to like validate pulling out your laptop and doing whatever to actually dive into your homework. But it's too long to just like sit and stare out the window. Like I think it's the perfect amount of time to like watch an episode of New Girl or text back the three people that texted you during the day that you didn't respond to or you know like it's it's very much a in your own kind of headspace calm down cool down time period in the morning you can sleep or get ready for for school or whatever and then on the way home you can kind of chill out and unplug for the rest of the day as for time management I think there are lots of ways you can do the vex one of my roommates had all of her classes on the burn in the first half of the day and then like at one o'clock she would go down to foggy bottom and finish her day on foggy and then would get food on foggy because there are a lot more food options on foggy bottom than there are on the burn um so she'd get her food get whatever she needed from foggy finish her classes and come home Whereas I was a person who would get on the 855 VEX for a 935 class and wouldn't come home until 1130 p.m. And not because I don't like the Vern, but it was just very much a this is where I go to school is Foggy Bottom and I live and eat my dinner and my breakfast on the Vern. And I think that separation helped me a lot, too, of being able to go home to a space that didn't feel like school and didn't feel like, you know, convoluted with all the stress of knowing that the building that you have your chem exam in is, you know, down the corner, <laughs> you know, it's like you're removed and you drove home and you're like in a different spot. So I think those are my two, the two things that I learned the most is that like the VEX is a really good time to kind of get in your own head and get in whatever like headspace you need to for whatever you're riding the VEX for. And then it's also a really good way to separate school and home life, which I think is a balance that a lot of first year students don't have the opportunity to find. And it's what can make college feel so overwhelming. That's, that's me and the VEX. We love the VEX. Well, I'm going to be real. I've been on a couple of VEXs that were not 15 minutes. <laughs> I've been on, you know, the VEXs that I left at 8.55 and I got to campus at 9.55. Like, I've definitely been on those VEXs. And like you said, like the 15-minute ride is just too short or too long. Well, that's a perfect time for you to pull out your laptop and finish what you're doing on those those VEXs that you can't control the traffic on. So all of the VEXs have Wi-Fi on them, which is honestly a blessing just because, you know, we're college students. We're constantly doing work 24-7. We always have to respond to some email. So having that on the VEX, I, it's definitely saved me from, you know, submitting something late because I have to wait to get off this bus to submit something. And also those hour-long 
Bex rides that happen rarely. So definitely, you know, a bonding experience. You get to meet a whole bunch of people. Everyone's frustrated together. There's people in the back standing up, trying to kind of get themselves comfortable because we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> I know a lot of my friends I, I met on the Bex, so... It's definitely something that I don't think I would trade for. I think it was I think it was very necessary for me to be on those vexes. I meant to say this earlier and you just brought that up about meeting people on the vexes. There are unique times where the vex is very clearly filled with one group of people. So like right before the athletes have practice at 1 p.m., it's a bus full of women's lacrosse players or it's a bus full of tennis players. And I don't know, like any school, I feel like the athletes have a tendency to be like their own kind of unit. You know, they do everything together. They have their own formals. There's not a lot of interaction. But being stuck on a VEX for an hour with the lacrosse team, you know, you make friends and you get to know people. And I think that Hannah and Maya immediately started laughing because I think you thought I was going to talk about student theater. And you're right. <laughs> if you get on a VEX at any given weekend post like November 1st, maybe midnight, it's going to be just like chocked full of theater kids being annoying and wearing lots of makeup, driving back to the cast party. So it's definitely a really great time to like meet groups of people that for whatever reason are all on the exact same bus because they have to get there at the same time. I love that you brought up all the different types of people you can see on the VEX and Diamond, your point that you can make friends on the VEX because you really can. I had some of like the deepest, most funny conversations on the VEX, but I feel like me and my friends still reference to today. And again, we are about to be seniors. So fun times all around. You, you got to make it what it is. There will be traffic. That traffic is a part of life. If you're going to live in the city, you're going to have to put up with it. There'd be traffic if you were going to take the metro for a class that maybe you have in a museum. So it's it's something you have to learn. That's a part of living in D.C. And I think learning it early on can only benefit you. Shifting gears a little bit. So what was your residence hall like? And were you able to find a community despite there being less students, quote unquote, because, you know, the Vern is smaller? Yeah, I would say because the Vern is smaller, that is how I found my community. So like I said, I was in Cole Hall, probably around like 40, a little less than that students in the building. So that's small for any residence hall, but smaller on the Vern. And like I said earlier, because we were each other's like first view of potential friends, we all clicked really, really quickly because we had each other, because because we're on the Vern and we didn't want to take a Vex at 1130 at night. We said, we'll just hang out with each other. It was a great resource, um, but they're people. So it was just super, super fun. They were definitely just some of my closest friends. We could easily pop into each other's rooms, be in the basement together, wherever. And it was honestly became like a little family because we had all of the little house amenities, whether you're doing laundry together, cooking together, doing homework together, like you would always find a friend no matter where you were. And definitely when I compared my GW first year experience to a lot of my other friends, especially that were on Foggy, I could say that I knew my entire hall and was friends with pretty much my entire hall. And I would say that to other people and they're like, what, really? Like, you know your neighbors? I'm like, yeah, I know my neighbors. Like, we hang out. Like, we're friends. So I think that's really, really special just as a college experience and super unique to the Vern. And that's probably the major reason why I enjoyed my time there last year so much. One thing that I was told before I got to GW was that you leave your door open the first week of school. Maybe not this year, <laughs> but, you know, leave your leave your door open, like invite people in. 
So I lived on the burn my freshman year and then I lived on foggy this year. I just saw like the major difference of who I was able to make friends with in each hall that I lived in. And because it's small, again, it's more inviting. Like my room became like the hangout room just because me and my roommate, we left the door open and everyone felt welcome to come in and make a conversation no matter how small. And like Cole Hall, it's very small, 35, under 35 people in Clark Hall. And I was in Civic House. So it's a community service, public service based living learning community. So again, we're always doing stuff together. We got to move in early. So it was 21 of us. And that was my group of friends freshman year. And again, all of us were friends very quickly just because we had that extra time to ourselves. But outside of that, I made a point to make friends in my classes. You're not limited just because you live on the burn. Super true. And I think it's interesting that I saw this a lot my first year was when people would say, oh, like, where do you live or where are you living? And I would say the Vern. They'd be like, oh, do you know Jenny? She lives on the Vern. I was like, well, it's not that small. You know, like there are still 600 people that live on the Vern. And but I do think it's it's interesting, especially coming from a foggy perspective. The Vern is is assumed to be this very tight knit community. And I think that assumption kind of makes it it's a self-fulfilling prophecy on the Vern. Because then when you see Jenny on the Vex, you're like, you know Bryn, right? And then all of a sudden, you and Jenny are friends. And then now you know more people from the Vern. And I think that common thread, just just being able to say you're from the Vern, you know, is a layer of like, I know you had to ride the Vex to get here today. Like, I know you're getting on one later. I even found myself in classes figuring out who I was going to partner with. If I knew that there was somebody from the Vern, I'd be like, do you want to be my partner? Because then we don't have to come back to Foggy to work on this project together. We can do it on the Vern. It's a little bit more flexible. It's a common thread that makes a lot of friends really easily just being able to say you all live there. I lived in West, which is the biggest residence hall on the Vern. And I couldn't tell you the number of people that live in West, more than 30, like probably 300 maybe. And it's the newest building too, which means that our dining hall is in the lower level. All of our package services is in the lower level. There's a gym in the lower level. So it's definitely a place that a lot of students in the Vern also come hang out too. I think it's definitely a hub on campus just because of the the facilities. But Wes is a little bit different because it is such a big residence hall in comparison to Cole and Clark and even Summers that there's a little bit less of a, you're going to know everyone in your hall. And the way that the rooms are even set up in West is there's, there's a living room and then four individual bedrooms that all have their own door. So for me to keep my door open and from my desk in my room, see somebody walking in the hallway, I had to have two doors open and be looking around the corner. (laughs) So it's not always going to be as floor wide community based that maybe Cole Clark, Meriwether or any of the the hillsides might be. But it's still I think the Vern still kind of creates that really tight knit community regardless, even though West is what you might think of when you think of a normal sized collegiate residence hall. Yeah, and I will say that um, Summers, where I lived, is probably like right, like the perfect middle between what West Hall is and what the hillsides are. And being in the Women's Leadership Program meant that um, every cohort, which there were four, had their own hallway. And so basically what we would do is just kind of sit out in the hallway together and just have parties and like impromptu hangouts or we would run to someone's room or if we were kind of pretending to do homework that night we would go to the community room and those are some of like the most fun moments because I think even if you weren't there like maybe that whole day because I would always 
like Laurel mentioned before, like I would always be on Foggy basically all day. But when I would come home, I'd come home to a really like warm community, even if they weren't in WLP. I knew basically everyone. I recognized basically everyone. So just having people to say hi to, it, it makes a world of difference when you're living somewhere, especially in your first year. So we've talked a lot about our residence halls on Laverne, but what about classes? Well, Laverne offers tons of classes, not just for first years, but also for upperclassmen too, depending on your field of study. Oftentimes, you'll have the option to choose between sections offered on either Foggy Bottom or Laverne. Most students choose their sections based on preference or convenience, but one of the benefits of classes on Laverne is that they tend to be smaller, making it easier to connect with your peers and professors. Also, let's not forget about the university writing class that every first year will have to take, designed to teach students how to write at a university level and exclusively offered on Laverne. So, the university writing program, the thing that every first year gets to experience, is housed exclusively on the Mount Vernon campus, which means that every first year student has to come to the Vern, whether it's fall semester, whether it's spring semester, twice a week for this class. And the university writing classes are really unique. We're not going to get too much into like what those classes are, but I wanted to ask you all from your perspective, what are the academic and study facilities like? And did you feel like you had everything you needed? Because I definitely spent a lot of time studying on the Vern. I think I definitely prefer the library on the Vern. I think it's really quaint. I think it's really cozy. But how did you kind of manage your studying, you know, maybe having classes on Foggy, studying on the Vern or vice versa? I have... One of my favorite stories about the Vern, I was going to share this as my favorite like memory, and I should have because Diamond was already going to talk about the haunted house. But when I think about the Eccles Library, which is the library on the Vern and houses all of our individual study rooms and, and that kind of space, as, as well as Ames Hall, which is another academic building. And then there's a building called the Academic Building, not to be confused with the academic building that is Ames Hall. Anyway, <laughs> there are lots of like rooms that you can study in in both of those buildings. But Eccles is definitely like the holy grail of where to study, in my opinion, on the Vern. There's hammocks on the second floor outside. There's really cute like outdoor seating area for when it's nice outside. There's three levels of book stacks and computer labs and whatever. But my first semester finals, so it's like December, my first birthday away from home. I was really stressed out about finals in general, being a college person. And I was in I was in Eccles and it was like midnight. And I just heard a ruckus in the lower level. So I like walked down there and they had set out this massive spread of snacks and food. And I mean like hummus and sliced peppers and chips and granola bars and hot chocolate and coffee. And it was the most beautiful spread. And they were like, you literally let us know what you need. (laughs) We are here to support you in this time. Does anybody need anything? I've got pencils. I've got paper. Like, how can I help you study for finals? And I think the Vern, I mean, in that moment, I was like, wow, I could be at my high school library right now. I feel very safe here. (laughs) You know, I could be anywhere. Like, this definitely feels like home. And I think the Vern kind of just gives off that energy in general, especially like with the staff that work there. And like Hannah said, even just going home to a safe kind of warm environment. I think Eccles provides that when it comes to like a safe study space, especially the staff, they're just like here to help you out. Whereas I think Gelman, which is the library on Foggy, can feel very intimidating. And you can look around and see other people being very in-depth on their studies and you might not feel like you're doing it enough or you're not being, you know, as thorough. And I think Eccles is just a space where we're all just trying to get through it together. And 
I always find myself feeling very safe and like welcome there. And that's just like one of my favorite examples of Eccles being the best. So for me, I have two restrictions that I put on myself when I study. I can't study in like my home area. So I don't, I never study in my dorm. <laughs> I, like that's not the type of person that I am. And I can't be comfortable just because if I'm comfortable, then, you know, I kind of, I slip back into, you know, oh, maybe I can sleep. Oh, I'll do this later. Like I definitely put it off when I'm comfortable. So my study space when I was there was actually the cafeteria in West Hall at night um, after dinner. No one's there. It's just me and, you know, the people cleaning up. <laughs> That's just where I found a place to study. And I know everyone has like the typical library. I, can't, I also can't study in a library. I just find that I that's also not the space for me, for the students out there who need that different environment, who are looking for that different environment to really focus. I think finding weird hidden gems, I guess, of study spaces on the Vern, West Hall Cafeteria, totally recommend because <laughs> it was very quiet. So I'm the opposite kind of studier where I can't study in public. So I prefer to always be in my room when I'm studying. And I would say the majority of my time this past year, I was in my room studying, but it's because I don't like distractions. I don't like loud noise. And the Vern being the field green area that it is, it's a perfect space to have that quiet sort of studying area. If I did hear noise, it was cheers from the soccer field when like someone made a goal. So that was or like the pet band. So that was uh, so funny. <laughs> but yeah, I think the Vern is great because if you want to study individually more privately like I did, you can. But if you want to be in a more public space like the dining hall or like the library, you can. My friends would always study in the Eccles Library and they loved it because <laughs> one time when I went outside, all of a sudden I see my roommate on a hammock right across because Cole Hall was right across from Eccles. I'm like, hey, like, what do you want to do for dinner tonight? <laughs> and she's just, you know, like reading her textbook. So that was really cool. Just that it's smaller and everything. But I also went to their spread during finals night, which was so nice. And I would like make my rounds back and forth, get some PB&Js for the one day and then the next day. I also think that's representative of the Echo staff. I've always had a positive and really helpful interaction with them. So they're great, especially as they get to know the students. A lot of the students that you'll see working there are potentially your roommates. My sweet mate was, so that's always kind of funny. Yeah, I, so I think definitely whatever your studying preferences, you will find a space on the Vern. The Vern has a little bit of everything and, and enough space. Because I got to say, one thing about Foggy Bottom, as, as amazing as it is, as it kind of might be a lot of people's favorite place to be, final season, it's packed. I think as far as like having a comfortable space, having a space where you can customize it, choose your own adventure on the Vern, you'll find something. I will say, this is a little random and it is closed at night, but Higher Grounds Cafe in Ames Hall, which again is an academic building, was one of my favorite places to study during the day. Like if I was waiting to go back to the Foggy, didn't want to go yet. There's They have food there. There's muffins, there's you know granola, all that good stuff. So you do have a, a way to get a pick me up if you don't want to go all the way to Pelham and you're on like the side where Summers Hall is or the hillsides. Speaking of food, Pelham Commons. We've mentioned Pelham Commons before but it's so good that it's definitely worth talking about again. Pelham is our traditional dining hall on the Vern. All GW community members can enjoy an all-you-care-to-eat dining experience for lunch and dinner. Pelham features a soup and salad bar, a hot bar, and special meals that rotate out daily. The cuisine can range from Korean barbecue to a homemade lasagna recipe, and not to mention their famous Sunday brunch that's a favorite Vern tradition. 
Additionally, you can also get made-to-order items from the grill that include burgers, fries, sandwiches, mozzarella sticks, salads, and more. I will say that a lot of my favorite memories happened at Pelham Commons. It's a fun space. It feels kind of like what your traditional dining hall would be. What was your favorite meal that you've ever gotten at Pelham Commons? And do you have any tips for grocery shopping while you're living on the Vern and, and making sure you're eating as far as like storing food? I am the number one fan of Pelham Commons and you can't argue against that. <laughs> I always had a positive experience there. Always had a really good meal. The staff's super nice. During my first semester for dinner, my roommate and I would pretty much eat dinner at Pelham every single night. It was a really good way to decompress. Again, as we talked about earlier, it's separated from foggy. You have your classes in one place and your personal chill space another. Um, it's cozy. I, one of my favorite memories in Pelham is that every Tuesday they would do trivia night. So a huge group from my hall would pack into Pelham, make a team. It was also Taco Tuesday, so that was the theme. Um, and just, again, super communal, super fun, and, like, we could have dinner and have fun, and it was super easy. I really liked that it was a buffet style because it did change every day, actually, and they were super accommodating of different dietary restrictions. So I became a vegetarian when I got to college and I never had an issue. They actually had Meatless Monday, which my mom likes to joke about now. But yeah, so they're super accommodating. You'll never struggle. And I don't I don't think you'll struggle finding something to eat. Um, in terms of grocery shopping, though, I'm not sure if this was new last year, but during my first year last year, uh, you would actually take special vexes to the Safeway, which is a grocery store 10 minutes away. I didn't really mind that experience because it wasn't as busy. You're not going to the huge Whole Foods that everyone's going to, whether you're a student or just a resident in D.C. in Foggy Bottom. So I always had a pretty good experience there. It also <laughs> helped me become an adult and I learned how to grocery shop and budget and manage my own eating habits and everything. So that was really great. Again, also super fun because a bunch of you from your hall would just pack into the special vex and go to Safeway. And it was kind of hilarious. But yeah, I would just say the overall lesson that I learned from Vern Dining is how to become independent. You'll definitely learn that on Foggy too. But I wasn't sure if I was going to be able to handle that coming into college as that just wasn't the person I was before that. But now I can say that I am. So I'm really grateful for the experience that it was, even though it may be your untraditional um, campus dining experience and maybe even a little different from Foggy, but I still really enjoyed it. Yeah, the the trick to saving your G-World money is going grocery shopping. <laughs> um, honestly, it's a good way, like you said, Maya, to budget, um, to budget, you know, really plan out that time to, you know, make a grocery list, decide what you're going to buy at Safeway. And, you know, my freshman year, and I think Laurel had this experience too, since we're in the same year, actually the Safeway was down the hill from the Mount Vernon campus, which was also a great bonding experience. But sadly, it's not there anymore. But I'm glad GW gave another solution, honestly, just because I think that's something that we were all a little worried about, you know, Again, Pelham Commons is really the only direct food source um, for students on that campus. So, you know, those special vexes really allow Vern students to, you know, make sure they're still included kind of in the foggy bottom accessibility that you get when you live there. So, yeah, that was a great solution. But the Pelham Commons brunch on Sundays immaculate. Okay. That is the best meal that I have ever had at college. Like there's no other comparison to get with your G-World money. Like it's 
so amazing. All you can eat. $12 is worth it. <laughs> it's also another great way, you know, let's go to brunch, you know, like grab your friends, just go to brunch at Pelham Crop. Like it's so amazing. The French toast, amazing. The eggs, amazing. <laughs> also, because I love Pelham Crumbs and I also used to go there last year, even though I didn't live on the burn, um, was the late night grill. The late night, I'm, I know I'm hitting all the spots right now because <laughs> everything is so good. The late night grill, especially when you're studying there. Like, um, so I think then, I think they extended the hours this past year, but my freshman year, I think it was like after the dinner service. So if you miss dinner, you're still able to get dinner. You know, you're still able to get a meal, even though the traditional dinner finished at what, eight, nine o'clock. So, you know, burgers, chicken tenders, like all different stuff, you know, it's more junk food, but it's, you're still able to get a good amount of food for what, $8. So, you know, it, it was great. So I think the combination of the two, which I did freshman year was, you know, spoil myself, do the all you can eat at home, you know, once a week, maybe. And then I would still, you know, go back to my dorm and make like my meal for the week. So it was a great combination for me. You really were hitting all the points. I was, after Maya went, I was like, okay, that's a really good rundown of what Pelham is. We got to talk about brunch and <laughs> the, night, the late night grill. Like, that's it. And they're both so important to my college experience. I would just like to note, I think I'm going to graduate and be like, thank you, GW, for the late night grill and Pelham brunch. Pelham brunch slaps. Whenever I'm giving Vern tours, I always kind of describe Pelham as an all-you-care-to-eat buffet restaurant, you know, like like you were going to go to a buffet restaurant, as opposed to like a college dining hall, because I think it's what, $8 for lunch, $10 for dinner, $12 for brunch. So say you're there for lunch, you like pay $8, regardless of how much you're going to eat. And then you can eat over an $8 value, you can eat under an $8 value, and you just keep going in as much as you want, but you still are paying that like fixed fee. But yes, the late night grill is the closest thing I think GW has in general to an, the idea of the type of food a regular college would eat, it's it's grilled cheese, it's mozzarella sticks, it's chicken tenders, everything comes with fries, there's veggie burgers, it's, it's the type of food that I think we all imagine college kids eat, the type of food that might give you the freshman 15, I don't know, but... <laughs> My one of my the first meals that I had at Pelham that like shook me to the core. It was like pepper crusted chicken with wilted spinach, and I was like, "What am I eating? Like, at what five star restaurant am I right now?" And I I think that that's the thing with Pelham is if you ever don't like Pelham food, it's not because Pelham food is bad or prepared poorly. It's because it's a very good mix of different types of cuisines, and if that doesn't vibe with you, then you might not like it, but it is like well done and well prepared with like good ingredients every time. And I think that's a good distinction. There are some people who are like, no matter what, whenever I see what's on Pelham's menu, I don't like it, but I'm sure it's great, but I just don't like it. But then Maya over here eats it every day. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to add that about food being really high quality <laughs> at Pelham Commons. Yeah, I just also wanted to add Pelham actually has an app that you can download and you're able to see ahead of time what the meals are going to be for the week or their main meal that they're offering. So again, Maya is going no matter what. She doesn't even see the menu like she's <laughs> she's going. But, you know, for me, like, OK, maybe I don't like the tacos that they're offering, whatever. That's just an example. I love tacos, but I don't I don't like that meal for the day there. They have the salad bar They you can make yourself a sandwich like there's always something for you to eat, even though, you know, you may not like one specific aspect of what they're offering for that night. 
just to go off of that, to help you visualize the dichotomy of students that eat there, I would always get their buffet, new meal of the day. Again, like Laurel said, like high quality, like my favorite meal had something with mushrooms and like that's fancy enough for me. But my roommate would always get like a bowl of cereal and milk and like that was her thing. And you see us at dinner having these two extremely different types of meals, yet we were both extremely happy. So no matter what you're craving or what you want, I think Pelham will always offer it and just talk about their stuff again really quickly. So nice. Like, I am sad I did not get to officially say goodbye to them this past year. So nice. So yeah, Pelham slaps, hits, all of the above. I, wow. Now I'm hungry. Now I want to go to Pelham because, um, yeah, Pelham has definitely morphed and changed throughout the years. But as we one of you mentioned before, Pelham Brunch has always been incredible, amazing, spectacular, never the same. Um, always a great time. So... I lived in the living learning community. We call them LLCs. At GW, first year students have the option to expand their interests or passions with an opportunity to apply and be considered for living learning communities. Like they've mentioned, Hannah was a part of the Women's Leadership Program, Diamond was in Civic House, and Maya was a part of the Mount Vernon Scholars Program and the Sustainability Cohort. The University Honors Program and Politics and Values are also housed on the Mount Vernon campus. While they're all fairly different, the programs all offer co-curricular experiences, specialized coursework, and special events for their students. They also all have a residential element where you live with the same students that you take classes with. I will say that living in the Living Learning Community Women's Leadership Program that I did was a really special experience because, well, one, there's a special tie to the Mount Vernon campus. A little bit of history. I'm not going to give you the full rundown, but... The Mount Vernon campus used to be a women's college, and as a legacy of that women's college, the Women's Leadership Program was born in honor of Elizabeth J. Summers. So the full title is the Elizabeth J. Summers Women's Leadership Program, and there is a portrait of her in Post Hall, which is an academic hall, where we have symposiums. And basically, the whole point of a living learning community is to have that experience of living with people who are similar minded to you or interested in similar things, have class with them. And with WLP, we even got to go once a week, maybe we left campus and we would go to the Kennedy Center and see something arts related. Or if you were in the science, you would go to the Academy of the Sciences or something like that, where you would be able to engage DC through the lens of your specific cohort or through the lens of, of your major, because often they would coincide. I can't say enough about WLP or the living learning community experience because I think it's it's one that really morphed and molded my my time at GW. So for those of you who can talk to that experience, can you tell me some of your favorite things and recommendations for students who might be interested in that experience? So Clark Hall was home to uh, Civic House, which is a program under the Honey W. Nashman Center. So we do community service together. We have a service requirement that we complete each semester. And we also take classes together. So the UW requirement that you were talking about earlier um, is fulfilled by Civic House. So we take the UW course all together. It was very, it was also a very unique experience. Something that drew me to it was actually the community service aspect. I had a community service requirement in my high school. So I was kind of struggling when picking colleges. Like, how am I going to keep going with that? Like, how am I going to, you know, make sure that something is still the same that I did in high school? Because I really enjoyed it. And when I was accepted into the program, I was like, this is perfect. And then when I saw that I was on the burn, I was like, this is even more perfect because I don't like the city. So once I saw the burn on one of the campus tours, I, I was like, yes, I'm definitely staying here because it was definitely more quiet than Poggy Bottom. 
And the fact that, you know, I was able to keep that, you know, home school environment. It was a great transition. Like it was such a smooth transition, you know, being in college, because I think one thing that a lot of Foggy students and especially me when I lived on Foggy um, this past year, um, my sophomore year, it was definitely like a culture shock. Like everything's around you 24 seven. You can't really escape the academic buildings. Like I lived in Mitchell and Elliot's right around the corner. So yeah, I really recommend if you are thinking about, oh, should I do this living learning community? I think it's a really great way to also network. I think any other living learning community that's housed on the burn can really speak to, you know, the networking opportunities. Being a freshman and being thrown into that networking environment was something that was was made really easy. You know, you have people in those cohorts that are able to support you in, in all of that. Um, and that's how I was able to work in the National Center this year. I had connections. So it was definitely something was made easy um, for my first first year as a college student. So this past year, I was in Cole Hall, and I was in the Sustainability LLC. Cole Hall also housed part of Global Connections, but I was not in that LLC. Anyway, um, but Sustainability and Global Connections were actually new this past year, so we got to pioneer our way through it, which meant that it was also a work in progress. So as we were experiencing um, the program for the first time, we also got to leave feedback to say, hey, like it would be even better if you did this for the students next year. So at the very basic level, we did have um, the one class sustainability related that our entire cohort, I guess, took. And just that in itself, because that was first semester, that was obviously some of the first college classes any of us had taken, that was a major bonding experience because we could go back to the hall we all live in and talk about the homework, talk about the class. So that was really helpful just from a social perspective, but academic perspective, how to work out a college class as newbies altogether. In terms of the programming, we were actually supposed to have a lot of programming this spring semester that unfortunately got canceled for obvious reasons. But I can tell you that what it was supposed to be sounded super cool. So for the sustainability LLC, I can tell you that um, some of the students actually got to tour with a professor at GW, solar panels and buildings in DC designed by that professor that use solar energy to power itself. So that's really cool. Other trips we were supposed to do was a boat tour in Anacostia related to a unit that we had in class. So that's super awesome. We were supposed to have discussions with professors about movies and books. So there is a lot of promise within the LLC, I think, no matter how developed it is. So you always have that. One thing that I was interested in finding out when I came into the LLC was, is it going to be sustainability 24-7 or is it going to be community service or international affairs 24-7? You can make it that subject 24-7 if you want it to be, but it doesn't have to be. Like We're all people and we all have varying interests. It was just good to know that we could always relate and connect to each other based on that core interest that we do have. That was definitely why um, Mike Profens all got along immediately because we're all into sustainability that way. But you, I think, build upon that and learn about people because they have that interest in other ways. So you just become friends for the full enjoyment of it, which is just really cool. So like Diamond said, if you're interested in an LLC, go for it. It's a really unique experience. You don't necessarily get that if you're not in the LLC. Yeah, I would say just go with the opportunity. Again, one of the major awesome experiences from my first year. So no doubts about the Vern. Pretty cool place. But never fear if you aren't in an LLC and got placed or chose to live on the Vern, you won't feel super isolated. So much so, in fact, that when I started giving Vern tours, 
parents, I would talk about the LLCs and be like, this is Summers Hall, which houses politics and values and women leadership. And then I'd move on and they're like, so if my kid's not in any of these LLCs, are they going to make any friends? And it's an awesome question, but I was like, I'm, you're be fine. I didn't even think that that could be an issue, you know, and I think that that's a testament to the fact that there's still a really large community outside of the LLCs. And in a lot of ways, when you meet one women's lacrosse player, then she introduces you to three more and then you meet so many people in the lacrosse team. Same thing happens with the LLCs where if you meet one person in WLP on the VEX and then you see them later and then all of a sudden you know a lot of the girls in the WLP program. So I think it's a really great opportunity to be in and you're going to reap the benefits of the amazing people in these LLCs if you live on the Vern. And I just think that you're going to be great no matter what, but definitely check out the LLCs. I think also something that that you talked about was, you know, am I going to make friends? And I think that goes the same way for the people in the LLCs. Like, I know I was very, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to be with these people all the time. Like, these are going to be my only friends. Like, (laughs) you know, and that definitely was not the case. Like, I I think I said this earlier, like making friends in your classes, making friends with people on the VEX, like, there's always opportunities to make friends. Like, you're not stuck with the people you're living with. So finally, if you could do it all over again, go way back to when you first moved into GW and you had the choice, would you live on the Vern again? Yes, a thousand times yes. I'm a unique bird. West Hall was, I think, my second choice for housing. And I think that's not the case for a lot of people. And I like keeping that quiet because I don't want you to then discount everything I said as being, well, she only liked the Vern because she wanted to live on the Vern. It's not true, but I would definitely do it again. I think for anybody who's not from the city, it's a really great transition to DC. Born and raised in Iowa, corn-fed girl over here, was not excited (laughs) about the idea of having to jump right into nation's capital, big city life. So the Vern's a really great way to do that. The community that you build. I mean, we've said amazing things about it. I would do it again in a heartbeat. I, we love the Vern here. What's so funny for me, I think, is that right before I started at GW, I literally said in front of the Dean of Admissions, I cannot believe I'm living on the Vern. I am so disappointed. And it was really awkward, but that got resolved. Anyway, looking back now, like I said, it was probably the best decision I made my entire first year because of all the people I met, because of the classes I took there and just the opportunities in general. Like Laurel, I come from small towns, so I didn't really have that like living in the big city perspective. And that transition being on the Vern in that like quiet suburban area was so comfortable, exactly what I needed. Like we talked about earlier, made a great separation when I actually did go into Foggy for my city big classes. I would absolutely do it again. And just to say on the transition thing, I still had friends from big cities like New York City living on the Vern who really enjoyed it too. So it's just, it's a vibe. I love it so much. This conversation made me miss it and want to do it all over again. So absolutely go live on the Vern. Like you said, I, I I also miss it. I was actually supposed to be an RA on, in Clark Hall this year. Haha, <laughs> funny, full circle. Lived in Clark Hall my freshman year. So I'm kind of disappointed that I don't get that experience this year. Once again, you know, taking the vets with all the freshmen who are experiencing it for the first time. But 
like I, I don't think I would have lived on Foggy my freshman year. Um, I don't think it would have been a great transition for me. I mean, no, no hate to the students who do, because the majority of students will live on Foggy. I think it's a really great way to, you know, be independent. Like the Vern taught me so much about time management, budgeting, because again, food source, um, making friends, just a lot of things wrapped in, up into one that I don't think I would have gotten if I lived on Foggy my freshman year. Also, no, because I lived in Civic House, that's another unique experience that a lot of other students can't speak to. It definitely puts me, you know, in in the front. Like I had this experience freshman year. I was able to manage that and be a student in my other courses. So, you know, being able to keep up with my academics, regardless of all the other events that my LLC was hosting, I would definitely... If I were to do freshman year all over again, I would do the exact same thing. I think there's nothing to change about my freshman year experience on the Vern. Every year, without fail, my mother asks me, are you living on the Vern again? And I always say, uh, no, I'm, I'm not, mom. And she's always so disappointed because to her, the Vern is the perfect place. And I think there was that time when I first moved to Foggy that I was so like ready and I was like, I'm a city girl. Because again, like all of us, it seems... I'm from a small town in the middle of Delaware. I'm not used to living in the city, even though I've like pictured myself there my whole life. But I will say that the experiences, the people, just being able to sit out on the grass every afternoon after class, just, just the peace that I had on the Vern as a first year, I would do it all over again, 100% yes. Because the Vern is a magical place. And Vernies, those who live on the Vern, such as we are former Vernies, are great people. So thank you all for joining me for GW Unfiltered, the Vern episode. This was a lovely time. A special thanks to our host, Hannah Sturgis, as well as our students, Laurel Broughton, Maya Levine, and Diamond Raven. To learn more about the students featured on this episode, as well as more about the Mount Vernon campus, please visit our website at undergraduate.admissions.gwu.edu. Support for this podcast is provided by the GW Office of Undergraduate Admissions. The producers of this podcast are Rebecca Durango and Hannah Sturgis. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.